Welcome to Mother Luck, an all-things momhood podcast with your host, Romy and Alex. As new moms ourselves, we are starting to understand the ups and downs of new motherhood. From sleepless nights to joyful milestones, we'll discuss all the things related to raising babies and how we're handling it. Join us as we share tips, tricks, vent sessions, and stories that will make you laugh, cry, and everything in between, because we're all surviving in this together. Hey, Alex, what's up? You know, just just cherishing that I finally got a full night's rest for the first time in a couple weeks. That is a major win. Yeah. So what's my girl Sophia up to? That's the real question. This girl is crawling everywhere. Today, we were in the living room and set her down, and I'm, like, getting ready for work to set up and everything. She crawls all the way to the kitchen where Brandon is, and he's making his breakfast. I'm, like, looking around, where'd she go? And all I hear is Brandon's like, huh? Sophia, she's all the way in the kitchen, everywhere, all the time. Oh, I love it. Yes, yes. What about Mia? She is moving. I am out here living my best life. Um, Mia, the other day, we got our carpet cleaned, um, and that was not a good decision on my part because I have a crawling baby. But our room was the most dry, so we went into my bedroom, and she crawled from underneath from one side of the bed to the other side of the bed under the bed it was so <gasps> funny but i didn't get it on video um, I I was like, this girl really just didn't go around the bed she just went under the bed and kids so, have one thing it is the audacity i've learned yeah. that <laughs> it was so funny so love it love the updates so let's get into the let's get into the meat and potatoes of this episode we're talking about labor today yeah and the fourth trimester yes in the fourth trimester um what i want to hear your labor story tell me tell me about your labor. so i actually went into false labor once um i should have known because the contractions weren't that painful but they were like timed out so i had my family come up twice because i thought i was going into labor one time and i didn't i didn't know yes i didn't Yes, now I know, hopefully for the next time, what to actually expect. But um, actually, my water broke on our one-year wedding anniversary. So I 100% thought we were having the baby that day. And at that time, I was like, oh, man, I'm going to have to share our anniversary for the rest of my life. And I really wish she would have been born on that day, but she didn't come until the next day. Mm-hmm. So my water broke, and they called it a premature rupture of membrane. So my water broke early, even though technically I was two days late at that point. Okay. And um started out fine. I wasn't having any productive contractions and I really wanted a natural birth. So no epidural, no inducing, nothing. Um had like a birth plan. One thing you'll find out is you can have a birth plan, but that is just a guy that will sometimes just get thrown in the air and you'll have a completely different birthing experience. Um but my water broke. We went into the hospital about 12 hours later, because she said we could wait up to 12 hours until I had contractions. If not, then I had to come in to see if I needed to be induced. So we waited almost, I think it was like 24 to 36 hours at that point after that. Um, And they had to induce me because I still wasn't having contractions like I was supposed to. And they induced me very aggressively and very fast. So I made it probably three hours or so being induced with really bad contractions. And I remember calling the nurse and I was like, I don't think I can take it anymore. How much longer do you think it is until Sophia will come? 
and she checked my cervix and I was still only two centimeters dilated at that time. And she said, based on this, it's going to be, it's going to be a minute, like probably several hours. And at that time I looked at Brandon, I was feeling kind of faint. I was like, I don't think I can make it several more hours in this pain. I think I need an epidural. Um, so they sent in for an epidural. Thankfully they're really fast. And I know some people have struggles with that. Like you have like a certain amount of time or you have to wait. Uh, but he came pretty, pretty quickly and sitting there and I'm very stoic. And I remember the anesthesiologist looking at the nurse and asking the nurse, is she actually in pain? I remember I was so pissed at that. I was like, hold up, rewind. What? Because I don't look like I'm in pain. Doesn't what? It just didn't make sense. And that was actually made a couple. That comment was made a couple times because. Oh, no, ma'am. No, ma'am. Yes. I remember the nurse telling me, I was like, oh, my gosh, I'm in, you know, like this hurts really bad. And she was like, well, you'll know when it hurts really bad. Like you don't look like you're in that much pain or something along those lines. And I was like, first of all, if you know me, like I disassociate so hard when I'm in pain because I'm just trying to like compose myself. And that's the best way I can manage my pain. I'm not like screaming, crying, throwing up. I'm literally just like trying to focus on staying alive at that point. And that's how I was feeling. So for the anesthesiologist to say that I was so irked, but obviously he's like sticking a needle in my spine. So I can't like confront him. And I didn't, um, I just, you know, I was like, let me just roll with the punches. I'm about to have a baby. He has a needle in my spine, you know, mm-hmm. it'll be okay. Um, that epidural kicked in pretty quickly. And I remember getting the shakes so hard and I didn't know that was normal. I did not know. Like I was practically, it looked like I was having a seizure. That's how hard I was shaking. I remember Brandon coming in and I don't know if I mentioned this before, but before Brandon became a chiropractor, he was an ICU nurse. So he has like lots of, lots of, um, experience. That's with trauma. experience. Yes. Yeah. And he saw me shaking and he looked a little worried. He's like, is this normal? They told him it was normal. Um, but I just remember I felt great. Like all the pain was gone. I didn't feel anything. I didn't feel my legs either, which was very bizarre. Mm-hmm. Um, and anyway, so they gave me the epidural and she came like not even, I don't know, like an hour later, uh, yes. which Love was that. <laughs> kind of frustrating because I was like, had I known it was only going to be an hour more, I could have suffered through an hour of pain to like stick to what I wanted for myself. But, um, you know, you can't predict anything with a the baby. They, they come how they want to come and when they want to come. So she came an hour later and I found out afterwards, um, she was born sunny side up. So her face was born up versus like down. I didn't know that. Yep. Which is why my labor was like stalled so long because when babies are born that way, at least that's how it was explained to me is it's a very slow, like beginning half. But then when the baby comes, it like comes super fast. So, um, anyway, she came really fast. I pushed maybe for like 15-ish minutes and then she was born and it was great i did tear in three spots so that was really hard and really rough postpartum and in the fourth trimester but we'll get into that a little bit later what about you romy i know you had coleostasis and you had to be induced so your birth experience was a little bit different in the beginning yes so because my last month was so complicated um my doctor said the day that you turn 36 months, 36 weeks, sorry. The day you turn 36 weeks, 
we are sending you to the hospital and you are getting this baby out of you because everything is high risk right now um which i kind of looking back now am very happy that that happened not the cholestasis part but kind of like the scheduling part because i knew this weekend i was going to be in the hospital so don't don't ask to hang out because i'm not i'm not free (laughs) and i was able to tell family to make sure they're off um be available everyone is kind of on call so i actually ended up liking knowing the around exactly when i was going to have her um so of course at the time i was extremely nervous i don't do well with going to the doctor for anything so going into the hospital to have a baby was major obviously and i called the doctor's office like a hundred times and i was like what am i expect what what am i to expect um and like break it down to me like paint a picture and i was on the phone with them i don't know like 30 minutes at one point like tell me what I'm walking into because I have no idea. Um, and it wasn't actually as scary as I thought, but I do remember the car ride over. It was almost midnight and Eric and I were driving and I said, like, this is it. Like when we get back in this car, there will be a human back there. That I think that's the moment it really, really, really hit me that <laughs> our lives were really about to change. <laughs> so anyway, we make it to the hospital and they tell me you are early. Uh, I was four weeks early. And this baby probably won't come until Sunday. And that was Friday, like midnight Friday. So really Thursday. Um, And I was like, that sounds terrible. I cannot believe I'm going to be in here for three days. Plus the days after I have her, this is going to be the worst time of my life. Um, I surprised everybody, including myself. uh, And they induced me. And at first I was like, I don't want the epidural. Absolutely not. I've heard horror stories. People's backs hurt forever. Uh, And then it happened to where my back, like I was having labor pains. They said, do you want it? And I said, um, no, not right now. I continued to tell the nurses that I didn't want it at that time. And finally, one of the nurses said, if you don't do it now, it might be a couple of hours before the anesthesiologist comes back and you can do it. And I was like, oh, a couple of hours. I'm really going to be in pain in a couple of hours. I said, go ahead, shoot me up right now. And so they did. And I, that was the best decision. Um, because before going into labor, I was 50-50. I was like, if I need the epidural, I'll take it. And if I don't, then I don't. Like, I was totally open to either. But I kind of wanted to wait as long as possible. Why? I don't know. I, I believe in Western <laughs> medicine. So, actually, that's a lie. Even when I'm sick with like a fever or something, I don't take medicine. But this was totally different. This was yeah. having a baby. Um, so why would I go through so much pain when I can have a little bit of relief or a lot of relief? So eventually, mm-hmm. we did the epidural, and after that, I was rocking and rolling. Like the lady, sorry, the nurse said, um, whenever you feel like you have to poop, that's when it's time to push. So she left the room and came back and I said, okay, I feel like I have to poop. She was like that quick. I said, yeah. And then I pushed for maybe 20 minutes and then here came a baby girl. So yes. And I feel, and I did feel prepared because I did call my doctor and I was like, what, what happens? And then I also went to see a pelvic health physical therapist and she gave me pushing techniques, breathing techniques, um, just different positions I, d- I can have a baby in, not just 
like laying on my back. I could lay on all, I can be on all fours. So I felt very prepared. Um, besides the fact of like having the actual baby, like, I mean, there's always fear going into it, going into it, but I did feel as prepared as I could be up to that point. Um, so that is my labor story. It was actually really, really good. And I did get mad at my husband at one point because he was peacefully sleeping at one point, which I told him I wanted, I wanted him to face me because I wanted to see him sleep. Girl, absolutely not. I was so mad at him because I'm over here with, with pains and he's just sleeping like an angel. And then when my mom what? got there. <laughs> Let me just tell you, got- when my water broke, so it broke at like 1 a.m. And I remember like, it didn't break like, I mean, I felt like I had a pee. And like, mm-hmm. I held it till I went to the bathroom and literally it was just like a ton mm-hmm. of water coming out. I had to like change my adult diaper like every hour. But I remember going back to the bed and I looked at Brandon and he said, and I told him, I was like, my water just broke. He said, for real? I was like, yeah. He's like, okay, we'll just go back to sleep and we'll wait until you have contractions. And he went back to sleep. I literally sat there and I was like, do I suffocate this man with the pillow or what? <laughs> like the audacity. Right. So when my mom got there, so Eric was peacefully sleeping, like, cause we got there at like midnight. So he was sleeping like overnight and my mom got there at like at 10 in the morning. The moment she walked in the door, I was like, mom, he's been sleeping the whole time. And I was angry, <laughs> but you know, he had to sleep. <laughs> it made no yeah. sense to get on to him. But even the, like thinking back on it, I'm listen, like, we're in the, I'm in the trenches. You in the trenches too, babe. Right. right. For better or worse. This is for worse right, right now. <laughs> right. Hey, fellow mother like mamas and dads who are brave enough to listen in. Just wanted to pop in and remind you that if you're enjoying our content, make sure you hit the follow button on our podcast about all things momhood. Honestly, it's like being part of an exclusive club, but without the secret handshakes. And while you're at it, make sure to rate and review our podcast to help others find us and grow our community. And I only tore one in one spot and it was only a first degree tear and I had no complications after. And I'm thankful for that. Um, yeah, I definitely am glad that I went to pelvic health before having the baby. So I definitely recommend it. If anyone is considering it, this is your sign to do it. And I went after because I um, was I refuse to pee when I cough, sneeze, or laugh. So if I need to keep, if I need to go again at some point, I'm gonna go. No shame. Yeah, yeah. And I remember you like advocating that for me. And it's funny, I um. I started doing exercises after, after I peed myself twice. (laughs) And it's funny because, and I found this out later on is when I first had the baby, like, because everything is so swollen, like I didn't have any, is it incontinence or whatever, however you say that. I didn't have any like peeing issues. Um, Like when I was sneezing, coughing, nothing. It wasn't until like all the inflammation and swelling went down that like it started happening. I was like, oh, okay, I need to, I need to take charge of this and yeah. have Brandon send me like all of these exercises that I would yes. do and it helped. And I haven't really had that issue. Really I mean, I will say like, if I have to pee, I have to pee. So, like, it's like yeah. a little yeah. bit more urgent than it was before, but um, everything ended up healing nicely. But I will say my tears were first degree, thankfully, but it was in three spots. It was like bilateral and then in another spot. And it, that was, that and the nipple pain of breastfeeding were the worst two pains that I had because it was just constant. Like labor, you push it out, you're yes. in pain, but then it's kind of like relief. Like the other two is just pain for like weeks and weeks and weeks. Yes. 
And I forgot to mention something super major was I ended up having postpartum preeclampsia, mm. which is a big deal. And I didn't know that. Um, keep in mind, friends and family, that I have no medical experience in my life and I don't care to have any. So I didn't know it was serious until I saw my husband's face and he looked concerned. And I was like, whatever they just said, that's a big deal. And I think that means that I was at high risk for a stroke. Didn't know that, but I'm happy. Everything is fine. Everything was well. Um, that was kind of a big deal. Yeah. I should have mentioned that. Yeah. Wild. I, um, yeah, yeah, I wanted to talk about, so like, this is to the labor thing and it really just got like really through kind of like all my appointments with my doctor to like being in the hospital, giving labor, everybody was like, as long as a baby is healthy. That's what everybody would, everybody would say. And I'm like, yes, I want my baby to be healthy, but I'm a person too. And I also want to make sure I'm taken care of. And every time, like, I remember like, we we're like, can we push off inducing just a little bit longer? Cause Brandon had read some studies, like in other countries, they can wait up to like five days or something. I don't know. Don't quote me on that. But um, we we're like, maybe we can wait a little bit longer before being induced. Cause I really didn't want to be induced. Cause I know it makes contractions worse, but they were like, well, as long as the baby's healthy, we need to make sure we're inducing you and, well, Mark, who has non-compliant, and we're like, uh, okay, well, induce me, but I'm a person too, and I want my baby to be healthy, but I also want to make sure I'm healthy and I'm okay, and that's just something that didn't sit well with me when I was, like, thinking back on my labor experience. Yeah, that's terrible. Yeah. I'm sorry. It's okay. She's here. She's wonderful, yes. and she's healthy, and yes. I'm okay. <laughs> yeah, my nurses were really good to me. They were very attentive. I really, I really enjoyed this. Their services. I did love, I, so I did have one nurse that I didn't really vibe with, but then the nurse that I ended up having the baby with, her shift ended at 7 p.m. and I loved her and I was so sad because it was like 6.50 and I'm pushing and I was like, she's going to have to time out. Well, Sophia came at 6.56, so the nurse that was there was still on, sh- on shift and um, I was just really thankful because she was just very like, it was just her and my doctor in the room when I gave birth. That's it. Like in my, Whoa. the people that were, like there was no other nurses, nothing. Um and she was just very calm and peaceful and made me feel like as at peace as you can be when you're about to like deliver a human. Wow. So mine wasn't not at peace, but it was like a scene in the movie where like everyone rushed in, but not like in a chaotic way, but like everyone there had a job. I have no idea how many nurses and doctors were there. I have no, I have nothing, but I just know like when they all came in and like gowned up and like, brought a light out of the ceiling that I didn't even know was there and like brought all these equipment. And then I was like, Oh, it's happening right now, right now, <laughs> this baby. Yeah. Um, but because we didn't know the gender, like the nurses were so excited and like, you could just feel like the love in the air from everybody, mm-hmm. including uh, the nurses. Uh, so it was great. Again, I highly recommend. So um, yeah. Uh, the labor. So my labor experience was actually really good. My stress was not good leading up to the labor, but now <laughs> whenever I have number two, which is not anytime soon, I will be more relaxed <laughs> for sure. Through and I will know I'm probably, well, I know with the second baby, usually they come a lot faster than the mm-hmm. first baby. Like mm-hmm. just kind of pop them out at that point. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm going to wait as long as possible because I did not like being in the hospital that long before. You're already not getting sleep because you're in your third trimester. Like you probably haven't gotten 
good sleep in a couple months. Then you're in the hospital and they're checking in on you every couple of hours, taking your vitals. Then you have the baby. And I was in the hospital, I think an extra like two, two days. Um, and they're just literally your no sleep starts probably at month seven of your pregnancy and then just kind of continues. So yeah, I just, yeah. I know I'm going to try to avoid as much hospital time as needed. Like I'm going to go there, have my baby, be there for like the day that they require you and then I'm out. Yep. I had her on, I, we drove over there like midnight Thursday. So really Friday by the time we probably got there and I was out on Sunday, Mother's Day. So to me, it wasn't super bad, but I will say I did enjoy only having no, like only having my mom with me at during labor. And then the next day I had my mother-in-law come and then we went home. I enjoyed not having visitors because the nurses are coming in and the doctors coming in and all the things I couldn't imagine actually having visitors come visit me at the hospital. I don't want that for number two either. Yeah. Um, and that's just a rule I'm going to have and it'll be fine. I ended up getting my, so both my sisters my mom and my husband were in there, which is what I wanted. But the first nurse that I didn't vibe with, she, she was only allowing me one person because it was like past a certain time and you're only allowed two people. Um, but the nurse that I ended up loving, she was like, that's fine. They can just like all, you know, they, whoever you want to come in can come in as long as they stay out of the way. Um, and then that was it. I didn't really have any other visitors, which was mm -hmm. really nice because I was, yeah, going through it. And then they do, they come in like after you have the baby, at least when you have a vaginal birth and they press on your stomach and they do, I think what they call the mother's yeah. massage. And I did not know that was a thing. So I kind of just want to talk about that. About that. <laughs> like, so after you have the baby, um, for the listeners, they like press on your stomach really hard to kind of just get all of the stuff that's in there out. And they do that. Like, I don't know, every hour, every two hours after you have a baby it feels like so frequently and it hurts. It does hurt. Like, at that point, like that epidural's off, like you're, you're raw dogging pain at that point. <laughs> and I was not expecting that. Um, so I just wanted to talk about that a little bit and let you know that that does happen and be repaired and it'll be okay. <laughs> I totally forgot that happened. I don't even know how many times it happened. Yeah. I remember the first time and I was like, what are they doing? <laughs> yeah. Like beating me up. Yeah. So Alex, tell me about when they put Sophia on your chest, when you held her for the first time, tell me. So I remember she first came out and she didn't like cry immediately, but she was still like, you know, like looking around, like coherent. Um, I was like, where's like, can I have my baby? That was like the first thing I said or something. And she's like, well, we're making sure she cries and cleaning her up and then we'll put her on your chest. And it's kind of wild, like how your body innately knows, like your baby's here, give it to me. Yes, like, 100%. And it was that I was not expecting. Then they put her, the baby on my chest. And I remember just like closing my eyes and like feeling like her little warm body and like her little cries as she laid on my chest and thinking, okay, this is the start of a new chapter. I'm a mom now and everything's about to change. And my eyes watering just thinking about it. Yeah. So, so are mine. <laughs> uh, oh my goodness. Yeah. What about you? So they, she came out in my first words or what is it what is it because we didn't know the gender and we i said it's a because in my mind it really thought it was boy so i was like it's a boy it's a girl and 
they handed her to me and like, I don't know. I don't think I was expecting it. I don't know, but I, I knew I needed her and I ugly cried. Kim Kardashian just <laughs> sobbed. Like I actually felt all of the stress that I've had, especially in the last four weeks, just yeah. be gone and be lifted. Cause at that point I had heard her cry and she did have the umbilical cord wrapped around her. So just like a few, I mean, they immediately took it off. I mean, they yeah. are incredible. And I wonder if that's more common than we think, but because they she they had to like, yeah, take it off her too. It was absolutely incredible, and I held her up, and I just said she's perfect, and oh. I just sobbed. And then they were like, "Okay, give her a kiss." And I gave her two kisses, and then they went and like cleaned her off and like did the things, but like that, those seconds, like I'm about to cry. They were so beautiful, <laughs> and like having my mom there, of course, and my husband, yeah. and like priceless. Well, I mean, I, I know I, we're all like sentimental, but here's a funny thing. I remember like, so they put her on my chest and I'm looking at her. She's still kind of like purple because obviously she just yeah, like yeah. came out into the world and they look a little funny. And then I could see like Brandon's face kind of confused. And I looked at him <laughs> and he's like, she kind of looks like a monkey. And I said, sir. No. I, <laughs> I was like, she's just born. Let her, let her like, you know, fill out a little bit. Yeah. But I remember, and I, and I get it like the first time meeting this person that we've been anticipating for nine months at this point mm -hmm. so we didn't know what to expect so that was like his first reaction and i can't wait until sophie is older and i can tell her that because i think it's just hilarious wow well my nurses recorded my labor which i am so grateful they did but they cut off exactly when like they handed her to me and i wish i would have got that moment on on video because that was beautiful i mean the best moment of my life for sure so Romy if you like looking back now is there anything you would change about your labor experience that you obviously could because you couldn't change being induced and all that stuff mm -hmm. um is there something that you would change I think I would just change the amount of stress I was carrying like the mental load I was carrying at that time I wish I could have just gone away with it because I could not think straight because I was so stressed out that I had um coleostasis so mm -hmm. i definitely would change that and assuming that i have it again next time i know what to expect so that's what i would change is just relax a little bit what about you do you have anything that you would change about your labor um i wish obviously hindsight is 2020 because i wish i would have known what to expect mm -hmm. um as in regards to changing anything i wish one i wouldn't have been so like hyper aware of all of the feelings I was having that last month. So I wasn't like stressed out. Is she coming now? Is she not? Let me call my family. Um, but the actual labor, obviously I wish I wasn't induced and I wish I could have done it as natural as possible, but you know, she's here and she's healthy. So I don't think I would change anything. Yay. I love that. Do you have any tips for new moms who are about to go into labor for the first time? I do. I think if I could tell new moms what to expect about labor, it's advocate for yourself and your baby. Trust your providers as much as possible. And I know this is so cliche and it's hard to, but just try to relax and be calm as much as you can throughout the process. What about you? I think mine are the same. Try to be prepared as, as much as you can and know that not everything is going to happen as planned. Um, mm -hmm. and just be open to change. 
Yes, flexible for sure. Yeah, yeah be that's definitely the right word. Be flexible because it might not go as, as you plan. But as long as the baby's here and the baby's healthy, that is all that And you're matters. healthy. And you're healthy. I was going to say that. Disclaim, yes. and you are healthy. Um, that's really all that matters and all that we can hope for. I love it. And I know that we mentioned we were going to talk about the fourth try. This one got kind of long, so we're going to push this to the next episode. So make sure you tune in next week to hear about the fourth trimester and what to expect. That's going to be a good one. Yeah. A lot to talk there, a lot to unpack. I feel like that is the hardest trimester of all. One million percent. And we thought one through three were hard. Yeah. (laughs) So buckle your seatbelts, folks. (laughs) Okay, Alex. Well, I'll talk to you later. All right. Thank you. Bye, guys. Bye, friends. Thank you for tuning into Mother Luck, an all things momhood podcast. Remember, no matter how challenging it may seem, you're doing an amazing job as a parent. And whatever's working for you and your baby is what's right. If you have any questions or topics you'd like for us to discuss in future episodes, reach out to us on our social media channels listed in the show notes below. Until next time, keep rocking motherhood and cherishing every moment with your little ones. This is Romy. And Alex signing off.